Welcome to the Habibi Life Podcast, where we share practical advice to help you live an abundant life. Our goal is to help you fall in love with yourself by providing information and inspiration to help you reach your highest and healthiest potential. This is episode four, Meditation Myths. If you believe that meditation is best reserved for hippies who have too much time or the privileged who can afford that time, we get it. Meditation has the unfortunate reputation of being optional and unnecessary. The practice is plagued by myths, some believable, some absolutely fantastic. But the reality is, meditation is used by millions of hardworking people all over the world to help keep them focused, grounded, and able to function in a productive and rewarding way. If you already have an answer to the question of why you don't have a meditation practice, there's a good chance that you see it in a limited way. Let's dispel some of the common myths and maybe together develop a deeper understanding of what meditation is and why it's a valuable part of any daily activity. So just what is meditation anyway? In the simplest terms, meditation is a technique that helps improve focus and awareness. It can help you find clarity in every aspect of your life, help you achieve deep rest, and help you problem solve even the most complicated issues that occupy your thoughts. Although it has ancient roots, meditation can be translated into a modern space. It is a tool used by both religious and non-religious people across a wide spectrum, which is evidence of its efficacy. Often, meditation is discussed in terms of enlightenment. This is false. You don't have to unlock some spiritual level in the game of life to meditate. Meditation does not make you better or more spiritual than the person who does not employ the practice. It is simply a tool that can be used for a wide range of reasons and is only as beneficial or as malignant as the practitioner. Keep in mind that meditation techniques are not one size fits all. The type of practice that is best for you is the one that you come back to again and again. No one style is better than another. There are nine common types of meditation. They are mindfulness, spiritual, focused, movement, mantra, transcendental, visualization, progressive, and loving kindness. Let's start with the most popular and researched practice, which is mindfulness meditation. This technique asks you to pay attention to your thoughts as they pass through your mind. Instead of analyzing or judging, you should simply observe them and take note of any patterns. Mindfulness meditation combines both concentration and awareness, but also encourages you to disconnect from the idea of forcing or shaping your experience in any particular way. This practice has roots in Buddhist teachings and is good for people who have no problem sitting quietly with their thoughts without the need for external guidance. Spiritual meditation has religious roots and is used in the three most popular global spiritual traditions. Christians use contemplative prayer. Muslims use Sufi dhikr, which is remembrance of God. And Jews employ practices of the Kabbalah to gain a deeper understanding of God but those are just a few of the most popular examples. The types of spiritual meditation are as diverse as the world's spiritual traditions themselves, although the purpose remains the same. It is the quest to gain a deeper understanding and connection to a higher power. Spiritual meditation can be practiced at home or in a place of worship. 
This practice is beneficial for anyone who seeks spiritual growth and a deeper connection to a higher power or spiritual force. Focus meditation involves, you guessed it, focus. It is typically a practice that employs one or more of your five major senses. You can focus on anything from your breath, a candle flame, the sound of a gong or chant, or any number of things to lull you into a meditative state. While this sounds super simple, focus meditation may be among the most difficult because it requires continued focus and the ability to keep one's mind from wandering. If your mind does wander, come back to the practice and refocus. Know that there are no set number of times that this can happen. Let go of the need to win at staying focused and simply allow your focus to increase and sharpen over time. Focus meditation is ideal for anyone who wants to sharpen their attention and have that practice become more effortless over time. Movement meditation is commonly associated with yoga, but in reality, it goes beyond any particular pose or sequence. You can employ movement meditation through everything from Tai Chi to walking or gardening. The purpose of movement meditation is to relax your mind through some gentle form of movement. This form of meditation is ideal for people who have trouble sitting still and letting their minds settle down. It is also beneficial for people who want to find peace in action. Moving in an easy but meaningful way can help you develop a deeper connection to your body and a better understanding of living in the present moment. Mantra meditation uses a clear and repetitive sound to help clear your mind. Mantra means sacred utterance, so the most common mantras typically have some connection to sacred sound. This form of meditation is prominent in many spiritual and religious practices, but the most common roots are found in Hindu and Buddhist traditions. A mantra may be spoken loudly or quietly. After chanting the mantra for some time, you may be more alert and in tune with your environment. This allows you to experience deeper levels of awareness. Mantra meditation is ideal for people who find it easier to focus on a word or sound instead of their breath. This is also a good practice for people who don't like silence and who enjoy repetition. Transcendental meditation has spiritual roots, but has caught the attention of the scientific community for its ability to calm the mind and deeply relax and center the body. It can bring the practitioner into a deep state of peace. Transcendental meditation involves the use of a personal mantra, but only for reasons of transporting the mind to a quiet place. Then the mantra is released, as well as any other thoughts or feelings that warrant attention or attachment. This technique is ideal for anyone who wants an accessible and less than spiritual approach to the depth that meditation can offer. It is a very specific practice and it's best learned with the guidance of a teacher. Visualization meditation asks that you use all five of your major senses to enhance feelings of relaxation, peace, and an overall sense of calm. You might typically visualize positive scenes, images, figures, or people. This practice involves imagining a scene vividly and using all five senses to add as much detail as possible. It can also involve holding a beloved or honored figure in mind with the intention of embodying their qualities. 
Another form of visualization meditation involves imagining yourself succeeding at specific goals, which can help increase focus and motivation. Many people use visualization and meditation to boost their mood, reduce stress levels, and promote inner peace. Progressive meditation is also known as body scanning. It's designed to help reduce tension in your body and promote deep relaxation. This technique often involves tightening and then relaxing one muscle group at a time throughout your body. Practitioners typically work from the feet upward, ultimately ending at the face to help settle the body into a deeply restful state. This form of meditation is often used to relieve stress and to unwind before bedtime. Finally, loving kindness meditation is a practice to strengthen feelings of compassion, kindness, and acceptance towards oneself and towards others. It typically involves opening your mind to receive love from yourself and from others, then sending well wishes to loved ones, friends, acquaintances, and all living beings. Because this type of meditation is intended to promote compassion and kindness, it may be ideal for anyone holding feelings of anger or resentment. Now that we've outlined the nine major forms of meditation, let's get into the top myths and assumptions that keep people from practicing. Myth number one, I don't have the time. Because meditation is typically seen as something extra to do, most people think they don't have the time to practice. While we all have access to the same 24 hours in any given day, the way we use that time differs greatly depending on age, location, and life events. We get it, time is precious. But the thing is, you actually do have time to meditate, and it doesn't mean you have to get up earlier or go to bed later. You know that time you spend when you first wake up checking your social media feeds? How about that time you spend scrolling through your television options looking for something that you haven't seen already? Or that time you spend on YouTube looking for anything to distract you from the present moment? What about that time you spend trying to call all the people in your life when something vexes you, but no one is picking up and no one is answering their texts, so you get super frustrated and do something self-destructive to distract yourself from the way you're feeling? All of that is time that you can take to a lot to sitting with yourself. Most meditation practices take between 15 to 30 minutes, which, in the scheme of things, isn't a lot of time. Schedule your practice and be responsible for it. Take the time to make the time and evolve your overall sense of peace and well-being. Myth number two, I don't have the space to meditate. You don't have to have a designated space to meditate. Your ideal space is the one where you feel most comfortable and secure. That can mean your home, your car, or even a quiet place at your job. And this really only applies to seated meditation practices. If you're doing a moving meditation, that space can change in any number of ways. Don't get attached to the space. The goal is to feel comfortable enough to practice in any given circumstance. Myth number three, I don't know how to meditate. Do you know how to walk or run or read or write? Like those things, meditation requires study and practice. So if you don't know how to meditate, learn. Start with the simplest internet search. 
We already outlined the nine common forms of meditation, so you're halfway there. Figure out what kind of meditation best aligns with your lifestyle and research the best ways to learn and execute your meditation practice. Use some of that time you spend doom scrolling. Yeah, we see you. And dedicate it to incorporating a meditation practice. Myth number four. I can't afford to learn to meditate. Learning a meditation practice doesn't have to cost money. You can research any number of practices online. And a practice that should be best led by a teacher may be done through exchange of goods or services. Not all teachers require that you pay them with money. Perhaps they need help building a website or keeping a public meditation space clean. Be open to the idea of bartering to learn an ideal practice and know that you and what you offer are valuable in both the short and the long term. Myth number five, I'm not spiritual enough for meditation. If you've made it this far into the podcast, you already know that all forms of meditation are not spiritual. If you don't consider yourself a spiritual person, that's fine. Meditation has measurable benefits for both your state of mind and the health of your body. So it's perfectly acceptable to approach it from a scientific space. If you're looking to feel more grounded, centered, and at peace, then meditation is for you. If you're looking to practice less reaction and more reflection, then meditation is for you. If you're looking to find deep rest in your body, then meditation is for you. If you're looking for more motivation to achieve your goals and a way to problem solve the obstacles that keep you from those goals, meditation is for you. Take the time, make the space, and find a practice that best suits you and your needs. It doesn't have to be fancy or complicated. It just has to work for you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this information helpful. And if you'd like to learn more, please download the latest issue of Habibi Life magazine. You can find the issue on HabibiBody.com, HabibiBodySport.com, and HabibiLife.org. One side note. We will take one week off after every fourth episode, so we won't be here next week. Our next episode will go live on September 26th. Take care for now, and we hope you'll join us when we come back for the next episode.